Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast. For music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. Hey, good morning, everybody. Excited for what uh, the Lord has dropped in my spirit for y'all. I feel like uh, it's very pertinent and even uh, critical for the times that we're in. So I'm going to start in just a moment here with a, a prophetic vision that um, I received, but I knew when I was um, in it, I felt like I was literally in it, like, a, like you know, the New Testament talks about Apostle Peter went into a trance. You ever experienced one of those where you're just like in a moment in the spirit and you're like, whoa, you're just like almost like a a movie in your spirit. Anyone experienced that before? And uh, this happened to me just a couple weeks ago, but I felt like it was very, very telling, very uh, illuminating for the times that we're in and what God's doing with transition of church, reformation of the church through all the pressures and tribulations we've been going through, even on, on a global scale. Uh, so I'm going to jump into that in just a moment. Um, we know that, uh, let's see, who's it? Uh, Bree and Evan are getting married. Is it next weekend? So Daniel and a bunch of them, a bunch of the fireplace guys, and they're, they're all down in Florida camping out. And uh, so they're having a good time, I think. I'm wondering if they're getting rained out. I hope not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pray for them. They'll be back, and, and we'll have a big weekend next weekend. So um, just before I get into this vision that I received, I want to... Um, Start with the word of the Lord, the scripture for today. And um, so we'll go to Ephesians chapter 6, very well-known passage, and um, for good reason. I think it's, it's critical for our existence and for our victory, our success in the spiritual battle that we face. So this is Ephesians chapter 6. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. And from verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit in all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the saints. Amen. Please be seated. So probably if you guys have grown up in church or even Sunday school, (laughs) You're probably familiar with this passage. Even sometimes I think we can get a little too familiar with certain passages where we're like, oh yeah, you know, 
I know that one. And, and we just kind of like, we've heard it so many times that we don't understand the gravity uh, of the passage. Now in this passage, I feel like, um, uh, you know, well, when, I, when I started thinking about this, I, was, I knew I had this vision to share with y'all. And I was like, well, where do we go from there? And my, actually I was talking to my mother this morning. And she said, yeah, she says hello to everyone. They wish they could be here. And uh, they're up in Canada. And, um, and she said, Ephesians 6. And I, and I thought about it. At first I thought, well, you know, I've preached that before. Or we know that one. And, but then, and, and then I kind of pressed through it. I said, well, Lord, look at the times that we're in and the battle that's raging, you know. And it talks about in this passage, when the day of evil comes. And uh, I believe we're in those days. Uh, I believe we're in a, a days of evil where evil is manifesting and the battle is on. And uh, in essence, I think you, it would be even um, appropriate to say we are in World War III. I'd say it's that large of a battle and it's global. And we need to be awake and aware. And praise God, it's not conventional weapons, but it can be just as insidious, the battles that, that we're facing right now. Never before has the world faced such um, a grip of, of globalist domination, tyranny against the basic freedoms of, of the civilizations of the earth, like literally on a global level. And you know who is the ultimate globalist? It's the Antichrist. That's his whole point. He wants to get everyone under his domain, under his control, and, um, and everyone ultimately to worship him and uh, to be... Uh, under the domination of his uh, one world religion and currency and, and on and on and on. So we are in a time, unlike any time before, I believe, in human history, where we need to be awake and aware and understand that the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and against authorities and, and, um, and rulers of, the, of this dark world. There's a dark world. How many people understand there's a demonic realm and it's merciless. It has no mercy, it has no goodwill, no good intention. It's, it's hideous, it wants to drag everyone to hell. Misery loves company. And, um, and so we uh, have the privilege of being the good soldiers of Christ Jesus, a force to be reckoned with in the earth that literally restrains the work of evil, that the power of the Holy Spirit that's within us is a restraining work. Uh, literally, I mean, if, if the devil had his way, it would be, you wouldn't even recognize this planet. But there's salt and light. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, you're salt and you're light. And, and, and we keep it from going into all-out all chaos, chaos and anarchy and uh, demonic influence. The salt and the light are here for as long as the Lord will will till that trumpet sounds and we're raptured up. Um, so there's, there's a work to be done. There's a battle to be fought. And here's the vision. I want to go right into this vision. Then we'll talk more about this passage. Um, so I was at, with uh, some of the, the, we call it the GO team, and it's uh, some pastors I've had the privilege of walking with with deep relationships, friendships. Uh, there's a group of us, probably about nine years now, and we were together earlier this week, and we were just talking about things that we're seeing, just kind of processing together. And uh, one of my friends started sharing some things that he was, he was seeing uh, that were happening around the world. And, and, um, and so as that was transpiring, I go into this vision, this trance, and we were also processing, you know, when you get uh, leaders, spiritual leaders and pastors together, they're going to be concerned about 
the condition of the church. Like, how are we doing? Are we making it through this? Are we, you know? And so as we were talking about this, I go into this vision and it was a, I start off, I see a fleet of ships. And, and traditionally the Lord has spoken to me about the church, his church uh, being a fleet of, of ships. Um, and so I instantly knew that, that this was that. And, um, uh, and, but I see these ships and they mostly look like luxury liners. They're like, you know, cruise ships. And everyone's, you know, kind of having a, like you do on a cruise ship. You cruise and you have a good time. And there's a lot of entertainment and all that stuff that would go along with a, uh, a luxury liner. And then I look on the, on the horizon and there's this massive storm brewing and it's coming towards this, this fleet. And so I see this and it starts to, you know, the waves start getting choppy and all of a sudden I start seeing the ships and the people on the deck that were just having a big time all of a sudden are starting to go, whoa, and they're blown this way and that and the waves are starting to rock the ships and um, it was no longer just uh, the way it was and I, to the point where I literally saw people just getting seasick, starting to throw up all over the, you know, and just like, uh, you know, and the waves were blowing and finally the, the, uh, the storm just overcomes these ships, and to the point where I can't even see them anymore. They just get swallowed up by the storm. Okay, um, and then, um, you know, in in the spirit, I'm like watching this, going, "Whoa, this is intense!" Like, like, and now we now, now there's like no vision. Like, what is going on? Like, and then I'm wondering what's next. And then finally, I see the first ship begins to emerge, starts to come out of that chaos, out of that storm. And uh, the first thing I notice is that. Um, the people on the deck were no longer just blown this way and that and seasick. And it was like they were standing like, like, a, like a regiment. They were, and, and, and the Lord speaks to me, he says, they got their sea legs. Now, sea legs is when a, a sailor uh, learns to adapt to uh, the, the motion of the ocean, if you, if you will. And uh, a person's ability to keep their balance and not be, feel seasick on a, on a moving ship. Okay, so where they had adapted, they got their legs under them again, and they knew, they knew how to navigate, how to flow through even such storms. They, they had been transformed, the actual people on the ships. And then I look over to the right, and I, because I hear this sound, the ships are coming out of the storm this way, and I, I look over here, and I see this demonic horde, like just a vast army of, of powers, principalities, demons, and, I, and, I, and I'm kind of jarred awake because I hear them screaming as this first ship emerges and um, and it says destroy her destroy her destroy her and but then I look at the ship and it was it had become a destroyer huh, some of you guys get that yes there was a demonic rage like we got to destroy her and then the next one comes out and it had been transformed into these warships destroyers and one after another, the ones that would come out were no longer cruise ships and entertainment and all the fluff and stuff, you know, all you can eat, this and that. But it was literally good soldiers of Christ Jesus who had learned to endure hardship and they, had, they were coming out and they were coming out as ships of war. How many guys grew up uh, playing battleship? Well, we ain't playing anymore, guys. <laughs> we're, we're in a time where God is forging his church through uh, the last couple of years and all that's been going on, there's a reformation, there's a reforming of his church. I knew when I saw these destroyers coming out of this storm, I knew that about half the ships didn't even make it out. 
I knew some of them just like didn't even make it out of the storm. They, we either get transformed into, into good soldiers of Christ Jesus, into the force that we're called to be, or a lot of what we've called American church and, and, and modern church, Western church, is just literally not even going to survive. It's going to sink. And so that got my attention. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. This, and I really believe that we're in a time where we have to get our sea legs, make sense? A lot of things are changing and, and we have to know how to navigate, how to still stand strong. Uh, we have to know how to endure hardship uh, like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Enduring hardship, that's, that's actually Timothy, 2 Timothy 2 verse three. Uh, 2 Timothy 4 verse five says, but you, that means you, us, Keep your head in all, circum, all situations or circumstances. Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship and do the work of an evangelist. So there's going to be things that are coming for your head, for your attention, for your focus, for your ability to think straight and think clear, okay? But the Lord says uh, through, Tim, through Paul in the book of Timothy that we're to keep our head in all situations. No matter how chaotic, how crazy this world gets, God's called us to be sober-minded, alert, awake, alive in the Lord. And with a, with a spirit of endurance, the ability to bounce back, the ability to keep on keeping on. Does this make sense? And doing the mission at hand, doing the whole reason he, he left us here. I, I put this shirt on, someone said, hey, you got a new shirt. And then someone said, I think that's a fishing shirt. I'm like, all right, that's good. That's the work we're called to. You'll make us fishers of men. There, there is a mission that... that that Jesus said, when Jesus said, hey, drop everything, come follow me. And at once they did, the disciples. And he says, if you, if you follow Jesus, I will make you, the outcome of that, of just following the Son of Man, the Son of God, is I'll make you fishers of men. Your, your passions, your priorities will change and you'll be on mission with God, with the, with the, with the, the Son of God. You'll be, you'll be co-heirs, co-laboring on the same mission, believing that we're gonna bring as many souls as we can with us into heaven. Amen? Amen. Woo, come on, somebody. And so, um, also speaking of this destroyer, I mean, I just think it's 100% appropriate that the church are destroyers. You know, the reason the Son of Man appeared was to destroy the devil's work. 1 John chapter 3, 8. And as he sent into the world, we are sent into the world. We're on mission with the Lord. We are to destroy the devil's work and set captives free. Nothing less than that. We're not just a waltz through, you know, tiptoe through the tulips in this life. I mean, we are destroyers. We're, we're called to be on the offense. Now, God gives us a profound defense, okay? He gives us, uh, and we're going to talk about that, the full armor. There's a, there's a defense that's required. It's essential for your survival. But our mindset, come on, someone, is to take ground and to take more ground, to be conquerors and then more than conquerors. And then yesterday's victory wasn't enough. I need more ground. I need more ground. I need more souls. We're going to honor our king in all ways. Amen? More than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And so we're in a spiritual battle, in case you haven't noticed. If you, if you haven't noticed that we're in a battle, you're, 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 you're sleeping through this. <laughs> we need to awaken and awaken now. Okay, um, and so uh, I think even a lot of people that aren't saved are realizing, man, I've, been, I've literally talked to some people, just people, you know, throughout life, you're just people, you bump into at restaurants or stores and stuff, and, 
And, and sometimes I'll have a little conversation. I'm, I'm always interested in how people are, are kind of discerning the times, whether they know Jesus or not. And, and almost across the board, everyone's just like, uh-uh, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, this is like, what is happening, right? And, um, and so, um, so this full, we're going to talk about this full armor, um, but I want to give you the context also that I, I mentioned that scripture, Romans 8, verse 37, so in all things we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. But the verse, you don't rarely see these put together, but they are together. Verse 36 says, as it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, we're more than conquerors through him. So look at the context. He sends us out like sheep among wolves. And here's Paul saying, man, we're facing death. When's the last time you faced death all day long on the account of Christ? You know, and I'm not wishing that upon us, you know, but I'm just saying we have to have that kind of uh, temperament, that kind of mindset, that kind of warrior mentality that we're okay to face hardship. We're okay to face death uh, and, and to even be considered sheep to be slaughtered. Send you out like lambs among the wolves. That's how, that's how Jesus left us an example. And I'm not saying that is our, our mindset, but it's like it's the reality of the amount of, of war that's up against us. It's just, it's just like Lord of the Rings, those little hobbits up against big old dragons and principalities and strongholds. I mean, that's almost the picture. That's why it resounds in us so much when we see these movies, like these little humble creatures like on mission, and then there's just like the most outrageous demonic hordes and, and uh, creatures up against them. I believe it's a picture in the spirit realm, y'all. Does it make sense? But the, praise be to God, these sheep have a shepherd who can trounce them all. His name is Jesus. And he's not only a good shepherd, he's a great shepherd. Amen? And so that's what gives us strength. But our job is to show up, to suit up with the full armor every day, and to stand up, to take a stand. You see in there all within this passage in Ephesians chapter 6, we see this stand up, stand up, take your ground, stand firm. We're not to be easily pushed around. And I think that's part of being a voice in the times that we're in. You know, so many people, I think, just go with, go with the flow. You know, everybody's doing it. We just do what everyone does. Hey, no one's talking. Well, I'm not going to talk. But the Lord is looking for his special forces. The first one's in who blazed the trail, who set the standard. And you know, when I've thought about the spiritual weapons, like I told you, I was kind of processing, is that what the Lord wants us to talk about this morning? You know, first thing kind of comes to mind, uh, <laughs> I was thinking of the, the little plastic, you know, spiritual weapons you buy for your kids. You know, you can get them on Amazon and like, you got your little plastic. I'm telling you, this is anything but that. That's fun for kids to learn, right? Put them on and stuff. But this is like supernatural weapons, okay? Weapons that, that can demolish strongholds and, and tear down fortresses and set captives free and, and reform society, okay? And they're not only essential for, for our survival, they're essential for our victory. Make sense? The full armor of God. Put it on, put it on, put it on. So let's talk about it. Spiritual weapons. First, we talk about the belt of truth, the belt of truth. Stand firm then with the belt of truth 
buckled around your waist. Now, they back in those days, of course, they had tunics and flowing kind of uh, clothes or I guess tunics and robes and these type of things. And uh, even the soldiers would have things that they had to kind of put uh, within this belt and kind of hold it all together. So the, the, the belt of truth actually held it together. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say we're in the, the buckle belt of the, of the, of the uh, what do we call it, the Bible belt, where the, where the buckle of the Bible belt, right here in Nashville area. And, um, and so uh, the word of God, it represents, the truth represents the word of God, the belt of truth, the word to put on and walk in daily that really, as I mentioned, is to hold us together, is to hold us in the right healthy boundaries and the straight and narrow path and give us navigation and, and uh and that truth has to be applied. It's not just head knowledge. It's how do I apply the truth that God has given me through his word? We, we mentioned earlier that we're in a time of great deception. And we know that Satan, who is he? He's a father of lies. He's a father. Even if he did speak the truth, it was, it'd be something like flattery just for the sake of buttering you up so he can fatten you up for the day of slaughter. You know what I mean? It's like everything he does is deceptive. Does it make sense? So... We got to understand that that this truth is essential, and we need to put on that belt. We need to be, as Jesus said, John seventeen seventeen says, sanctify them. Who is them? His disciples. Sanctify them with uh, your word. Your word is truth. Sanct- sorry, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And so, being sanctified, being set apart, being made holy by the power of truth. How many people have, have had those times where you're just in a place of chaos and confusion and maybe battles that you're going through and then all of a sudden a word of the Lord is released. You're like, oh, that's the truth. All these other opinions don't matter. How I feel doesn't matter. I'm holding on to that. I'm, hold, I'm, I'm, I'm strapping myself to that and, and I'm gonna move forward according to the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Um, and then uh, another related scripture, 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says, but we, ought to owe, but we ought to always, sorry, but we ought always, there we go, no two there. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved, watch this, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through the belief in the truth. There's that connection of being sanctified and believing in the truth. The sanctifying work of the Spirit combined with truth, okay? And so how important is it that we wear that belt of truth? It's essential to hold us together, to hold us in place, and to be sanctified. Okay, number two, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, And so with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Now, of course, the breastplate covered all the vital vital organs, uh, the chest, the heart, and everything. Uh, and, and this is, it speaks of his righteousness. When it says the breastplate of righteousness, how, how good is our righteousness? It'd be like strapping dirty rags on your chest for, and then going to war. You know, our righteousness is dirty rags. Like, that's not gonna work too well. It's his righteousness that's been purchased for us through the blood of the lamb. And, uh, and it's profound because when the devil comes against us with accusation, he's an, not just a deceiver, he's an accuser. It's the blood that we, that we, that we claim. 
I'm, I'm sanctified. I've been saved, set free, and delivered at the finished work of the cross, and we claim that, okay? Um, he says, he has saved us through the washing of rebirth and by the renewal of the Holy Spirit. It's, we're, he saves us not because of the righteous things that we have done, but because of his mercy. This is Titus chapter three. He saves us not because of our righteous deeds, but because of his mercy. You ever just camp out on that and go, man, if it was up to me, <laughs> Lord help me. You know, if, if it was, you know, praise God, he's faithful even when I'm not, right? And so, uh, but it's his mercy that has saved us. And whenever we get that pharisaical kind of self-righteousness, like, watch this, watch me, you know, like, I, I got it going on. Man, we, we fall flat pretty quick because it's a, it's a deception. It's not because of our righteousness, our righteous deeds, our self-righteousness. It's his righteousness. That's the breastplate of righteousness that covers us, protects us, okay? Uh, verse or. Number, piece of armor number three, say it that way, the shoes of the gospel of peace. How many people like to walk in peace throughout your day? <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, to, when, we, when we are walking in peace, we feel the leading of the Holy Spirit, we hear his voice, we're not just running around ragged like a chicken with their head cut off, it's like, you know, just in our own energy, just doing this and that, and I, I, the other day, I Sarah and I had, a, I think it was just yesterday, we had a day off and we prayed in the beginning. We were kind of like, we had a day where we didn't have any really expectations or something uh, in ministry. We're like, man, I don't want to waste this day. Like, this is a day. This is a great day to, I want to be on track. And, and, and it's not just when we're busy doing our routines. It's when we have days off. I've always told our, our interns, like, hey, watch your days off. That's when you can fall into trouble. <laughs> right? Come back from Christmas break, like, oh my goodness, what did you get into? Oh, you don't even want to know. So we got we to gotta be led by the Spirit, um, the, the, keeping in step with the Spirit, with the, the shoes of peace. Um, we, we need to also, um, in the military sense, the, those shoes that are like fancy sandals back then, but, um, you know, it, it's, it allowed them to, to take ground, to take the land, to move forward, um, and it also speaks of, you know, God wants us to, to be on the advance, okay? Uh, it is a war to take ground. It, it's not like the devil just hands it over to you. Like, oh, the, we the wealth of the wicked <laughs> stored up for the righteous. It's not like they just come and give it to you. It might be stored up, but someone's got to break in there, tie up the strong man, and take that stuff. Does this make sense? So we got to take ground. And, and God, you know, led Joshua, you think of, the children of Israel finally making it out of their holding pattern of the desert and, and grumbling, complaining, a lack of faith. And finally, Joshua and Caleb, the generals, moved them forward into the promised land. And God gave Jericho by a miracle. The first one was a miracle, right? Just God, divine strategy. But after that, they had to fight for every piece of land they got. They had to go to war with their own swords, with their own tactics. I'm sure they still sought the Lord for strategy, but... So land isn't taken easily, okay? Uh, and our, God wants to order our steps on how to get victory in the, in, the, in the education realm, in the business realm, entertainment realm, whatever realm you're in. Like, Lord, how can you be glorified in this realm? Give me strategy. 
Show me the steps. And we know that the mind controlled by the spirit, watch this, is life and peace. The mind controlled by the sinful man is death. And so just thoughts can literally be stenchy, can be death, the smell of death. Someone just say, hey, I got, I got an idea. Why don't we do this? Or why don't we cut corner here? Or why don't we you know, do this? Or you know, we get, oh, don't worry about those guys. We'll just step on them to get where we need to go. You know, all the things that are just sinful, like love does his neighbor no harm. Right? And so, so, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. So everywhere we go, we're a fragrance of life and peace. Lord, order our steps. Number four, the shield of faith. The shield of faith. I love this one. I love just the concept of a big old shield that puts out every fiery dart of the, of the devil that can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now, faith comes. It does come, but how does it come? From the hearing of the word of God. So when we hear the word of God, our faith can connect to that, and it becomes a force. If we, if we doubt, I mean, the word of God is there just like that seed, but it never takes root. It just doesn't. But when, our, when it comes in the, in the soil of faith and trust and, and uh, honor for God, I mean, it just takes root and it begins to grow. Um, so the shield of faith is made as a, uh, a defense. But it also, faith, as we've said many times before, it's pushy. It can literally push mountains out of the way. I mean, I mean if you had a big old shield and, and you're up, close quarters against the enemy. I mean, you can push people back with that shield too, can't you? And, and the, you know, and the, the Roman soldiers, um, that, that they would literally do that where they would lock shields together. You've seen those pictures. You've probably seen Gladiator or whatever. But where they lock shields this way and they put some even above and they almost be like a, like a, a fortified tank going together where they got all their shields locked in. And I believe that that's a picture, guys, that's, it's, it's one thing to have your shield and your armor. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Well, you, well, you're good, but you're not that good. Why? Because you got, your whole back is exposed. You're like, well, the Lord's my rear guard. Yeah, he is, he's got you. However, guess who else is designed to get you and to stand with you and have your back? It's your brothers. It's when we can lock shields together in Christian community and say, I'm not alone in this battle. And, and we lock in and we can move together. All the shields locked in, and we cover one another, carry one another's burdens. Woo, come on, someone. So we know uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. Isn't that awesome? That we, we understand that, that we can please God just by keeping that shield up. Just, just don't leave it on the ground, like just, just lift up that shield one more time, just, just another day, just keep it up, just hold it up there. And I believe that most of those fiery darts are, are doubts. I just believe that, I believe that most of the, the fiery darts just start with a doubt, a doubt even maybe before a lie. And eventually you start, you start believing the lie, but first you just start, just doubt. you know, remember, remember Eve in the garden? Okay, it just started with a subtle doubt, you know, perhaps, you know, God's holding back on you and, oh. And then, and then what happened once he says the lies, you know, tell me about that, that tree, that one there, you know, and she's like, well, no, 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 we're not, you know, I'm not supposed to eat from that one. And then she adds to it. Think of this. 
She adds to it, and we're not even supposed to touch it. See, whenever we start adding to the word of the Lord, we put ourselves in danger where we, and that's a pharisaical spirit. Let's add 613 extra laws to the Torah. And then to the point where everyone's just like, oh my goodness. And you know, if you start adding extra laws and extra requirements, eventually you're going to turn on God. You'll get sour. Like, well, what's wrong with touching it? You see, is that, so, so it's the word of the Lord. The pure word of the Lord is what we have to be after. Okay, and the other thing is, when, when Eve was created, the word of the Lord had already proceeded to Adam, okay, before, pre-Eve, and said, don't eat from this, this one tree, this of, of knowledge and, uh, of, of good and evil. Don't eat from this one. Okay, so it, perhaps it, it wasn't really her word. She hadn't owned it yet. Adam had gotten it. Maybe Adam shared it with her with a little bit of, Disdain. I don't know. Maybe he was like, "Yeah, that one. We're not even supposed. You know, don't. We're not even supposed to touch that one." You see what I'm saying? So you, we, if you're going to survive the deception of the devil in times like this, you have to have a word of the Lord that isn't just from someone else who may be added to it. You have to have the word of the Lord for yourself and go. I know that I know what God has told me, and I'm standing with. It, and I'm sticking to it. Is this making sense? So the shield of faith. Okay, let's go on to uh, the helmet of salvation. How many people appreciate the helmet of salvation? How many appreciate the, the great salvation the Lord has given us? Thank you, Lord. So most of you guys have lived long enough to realize that there's a battleground, and it's called your mind. The battleground of the mind. As a man thinks, so he is. So if we're thinking, woe is me, I'm just, I'm pretty much good for nothing. I'm not going anywhere. Well, it's probably what you'll do. It's, that's, that's probably what will happen if we stay in that mindset. But if we start to have that, that conquering spirit, that overcoming spirit, the Lord has said, I can do all things through Christ who has strengthened me. And, 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 and then it starts to, we start to be transformed by, once again, what? Believing the word of God. Believing what he says about us. And... Um, we know the devil, he's a deceiver. Again, we're in a time of such deception. I've never seen a time like this, but it'll probably, according to the Bible, it'll only get worse. You're like, oh, could it get worse? No, I mean, to the point where people will be willing to give over and pay homage to the spirit of Antichrist, the man of Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, and even to worship him and, and, and counterfeit miracles that will deceive everyone. Many false Christs will come. False prophets will appear, perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect. If, I love this part, if that was possible, there's someone still listening. There, there, there's a true flock that's still listening to the voice of the Lord. God always has a remnant. He always has a people. And I believe we're in a time of, you know, uh, that we have to run with the remnant. We have to find those who are, who are, um, faithful to the Lord who are listening or aren't caught up with the spirit of the age or even the compromise of the church. So the battle for the mind, the, the helmet of salvation, taking every thought captive. And I, I just feel like there's an anointing right now to pray for that. I just want to stop on that one for a second because I think that there's so much happens when we just stop thinking straight and we, we start entertaining thoughts that just lead us down these 
these paths of unrighteousness instead of paths of righteousness. So Lord, we come to you right now and we thank you for the helmet of salvation. You can even put your hand on your head if you want and just thank him. And this armor is, I feel like the Lord said, wants to remind you, this armor is more real than, than you can imagine. This, this is eternal realities. So Lord, we just thank you for the, the eternal substance of this armor. And, and right now we ask you and we thank you for this helmet of salvation, that we would have sanctified thoughts, Lord. Lord, wherever there's root systems in our minds that are off track, that are um, part of uh, deception of the evil one or lies, Lord, we bind that right now. We extract that. We expose it and extract it. And we stand on the word of the Lord. We stand on the word of God, the true counsel of your word, your eternal word that does not return void. We just pray for, even right now, Lord, you would just remove uh, stinking thinking. Anything that's not the fragrance of Christ, Lord, just take it out of our minds. Any perversion, diversion, deception, we don't receive it, Lord. We just thank you. You protect our, our heads, protect our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, number six, the sword of the spirit. Who likes that one? This is where, this is where we, we shift from, uh, uh, from the defensive armor that God's given us to the offense. And, and it's so important because as I mentioned earlier, we're not just to, to just stand. Yeah, take your stand, stand firm, but we're also to take ground, okay? Um, this isn't just a holding pattern that God put us in here. Um, and so I think we, if we don't think like that, if we think, oh, I'll just... I'm just not going to lose ground in this life. You know, if I can just, well, how are you going to lay up an inheritance for your family and for your spiritual family if we don't take back what the devil has stolen from us, if we don't take new ground? Does this make sense? And so the sword of the spirit, it's our weapon, weapon of offense. You know, how important is it that we know our weapons? We know our weapons. We can handle you know, you practice, and back in the day, you see all the movies where they're practicing all the sword uh, fights, and they're, do, they're learning the tactics and the maneuvers of that. And even in modern warfare, the, one of the big things they do when they're training in the army and the infantry, and is, is like, they got to know their weapons. They got to be able to take their gun apart, disassemble it, and put it back together, clean it, everything. And they even time them. There's a certain time that you got to, because when you're under pressure and you got the enemy coming down on you, shooting down on you, you got artillery blasts here and there. If you, if you just freeze up and you don't know how to fix your, if, you're, if your gun jams up, like you're toast. I mean, you're like, I, I, just, can't, I just don't know it well enough. Does this make sense? And so what good is, a, is weaponry if you don't know it? You can't use it when the heat is on. And so that same thing is with the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, and, and, and it's too late when the day, day of evil comes, you're like, oh, you know. I, I, it's like, no, it needs to just spew out of you, just like the, it is written, and the Lord says. And, and every time you swing that sword, man, dragons reel back. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Can't touch that. That's the word of the eternal Lord. Woo. That's the Lord of the sword. Forget the Lord of the rings. The Lord of the sword trumps them all. All right, so, and it says, uh, for 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, for though we live in, in the world, we do not wage war 
as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world, but on the contrary, we have divine power. Look at your neighbor and say, you got divine power to demolish strongholds. We have divine power to demolish strongholds. We have, or sorry, we demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And watch this. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once our obedience is complete. So how important is obedience? It gives you authority to go against the disobedience. Look at all the disarray and, and rebellion in our, in our culture. Well, maybe, maybe the reason it's been running rampant is because our obedience is so lacking that we try to stand up and we're so flimsy and we don't got, the devil's laughing at us going, man, you, if you knew your word and if you walked in obedience, you might be able to do something about this. But however, you know, it's so, it's so important that we sharpen our swords. We know our weapons. We know the word of the Lord. I mentioned it earlier when we talked about Eve, but, you know, the, the, the oldest trick in the book is to get you to question the word of the Lord, if you think about it. And so we stand on his word. As, you know, sadly, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for, but uh, was it Joe Logan, is that his name, the, the podcast guy? And, you know, I respect him on some level because he's going after truth, but he really has got something against Christianity where he's just like, no, no, you know, if there's not proof, and then, you know, a, I just heard an exhortation that he said all about that, and, uh, and he was, uh, you know, just, just saying, if I can't see it, if, I, if there's not proof, man, you're just living a mystical dream, da da da, da. you know, and I, let's pray for him, because he has such influence, but when it came to Christianity, like, he was like, oh, I won't believe it unless there's proof. I was like, well, if he just, if he really entertained that, he could bring on all kinds of people that would give him all kinds of proof, historical proof, all kinds of stuff. But he's not ready to go there yet because he brings on all these people that are anti-faith, anti-Christ stuff. He brings on other people too. But I'm just saying, if people are hungry, they'll go there. You know, we see what we want to see and, and, and we hear what we want to hear. And if our hearts aren't really hungry and open, you know, it really comes down to what do we want on the inside? Are we his? Do we desire to be his? Are we really want the truth and nothing but the truth? And so we got to pray for these people that are cultural, uh, you know, shapeshifters, whatever. <laughs> they're, 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 they're shifting and shaping things, and, uh, but m- maybe not with the spirit of Jesus. And we need to pray for them. Either that or we just need to rise up and be who we're called to be, you know, and, and be the voice, be the influence. Okay, and the last one, I like adding this one because a lot of people, when they do the exhortation on the uh, full armor of God, they end right here, okay, end with number six. How many people know that God rarely ends with six? <laughs> well, let's take it to seven. What do you say? Pray in the Spirit. Number seven, pray in the Spirit. And, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind and be alert and always keep on praying for all of the saints. So that's pretty all-encompassing. And how, how, how important do you think it is that we're people of prayer? We were telling our um, staff and interns the other day, Sarah and I, I think it was Tuesday, we were having our devotional time, and I, we, we were just sharing a little bit, and I, I said, man, I feel like 
like the older we get, the longer we've been in this, the longer we've been married, the longer we're in ministry, we pray like more and more and more. Some days that's all we do. We're like, oh, we got to pray about this and pray about this. Like we're going through the day. It's like prayer is all encompassing. Like we need to just live in that place. With, uh, pray in the spirit with all occasions and all kinds of prayers. Hey, get creative in your prayers. They don't have to sound the same. That's why you might be dull. Like, oh, I just pray the same old little prayer. And Jesus said, that's what pagans do. Same thing over and over. Get creative with all kinds of prayers and requests. Just, just get fruitful and creative and, and festive in your prayer life and make it something that just goes with you wherever you go throughout the day. Just talking to God. Why not? You got anyone better to talk to? Be, and be alert. This is a lot of what this whole message is about, being alert. Always keep on praying. For who? All the saints. Remember, that's your, that's your community. That's your shield bearers. That's the ones that, that, that we, we're in this together. And pray for the persecuted church. Pray for the church of Afghanistan, the church of uh, uh, Iran and, and China and all these places that are just going through uh, extraordinary hardships. Okay. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we just ask right now for an enhancing of our prayer life, that we could pray in the Spirit. If you don't have a prayer language, just ask the Lord, even right now. Just ask the Lord for a prayer language. It's not, it's not really, yeah, it's mystical, it's different, it's of the Spirit, it's not of the flesh, it it's transcends our, a lot of times our mindsets, but it's, it's, it's God. It's, he gives us utterance through His Spirit that we can begin to pray in the Spirit. If we try to just pray everything in English, you're going to run out. You're not going to, your spirit man will be stifled. So you need your, your, your if you're going to keep humming, keep that prayer alive, does this make sense? Then, you, then you, you have to venture out into other languages. How about that? It's biblical. And if you don't want it, you're going to miss out. Pray in the Spirit. <laughs> Does it make sense? You want to pray in the Spirit? Should we try it? Uh, uh, if anyone, if anyone uh, doesn't believe this, please read your Bible. But we believe it. <laughs> and and, uh, and, we're, and I just feel like we're supposed to pray in the Spirit just for a moment corporately. We're not trying to do one thing that interrupts the message and then there has to be an interpretation. I just feel like we're supposed to start up the engine of the prayer language. And let's just do that for a moment right now. Can we do that? If, if you're not comfortable with this, it's okay, but we're just going to do it because we believe. <laughs> pray in the Spirit. So let's pray. Go ahead. Lord, we pray for America, Lord. It's beyond words. It's beyond uh, intellect, Lord, where we are right now. So we pray in the Spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests. We pray for the saints. You know, when you go to Korea and you go to different nations, I mean, this is what you hear. You hear a sea of people praying in the Spirit. They, 
you heard Jason talking about last week coming from first thing you hear in the saints in Africa. First thing in the morning, it's not the rooster, it's the sound of the saints praying, praying in the spirit, ushering in the day with tongues and prayers of all requests and all kinds. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. We bless you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. So let's just stand for a moment, and we're going to literally assemble our armor right now. I just feel like, it might, might feel like you're in Sunday school class, but it's okay. It's straight up Bible, and it's eternal. And you, you need this more than you need almost anything else in the days we're in. So, Lord God, right now, we put on the belt of truth. We thank you for the truth, Lord, that makes us free. We put it on. We tighten it up. Not that sloppy agape. Tighten it up. Tighten tighten the belt. (laughs) The breastplate of righteousness. Thank him for his righteousness that's been imputed to you through his sacrifice. We've become the righteousness of God that we stand before him blameless even now because of the blood of the lamb. We thank you, Father. Step into the gospel, gospel shoes of peace. Order our steps, O oh God. Give us peace. We wouldn't walk around in the flesh and strife and striving deliver us from that Lord we receive your peace peace that passes all understanding everyone else freaking out and fretting and here comes you walking in peace it's a testimony of his goodness we lift up the shield of faith lift it hold it high unashamed of the gospel And this way we please you, Lord, just holding fast to your word. We believe that you are a good God. You exist. You reward those who earnestly seek you. We thank you in advance. Just thank him in advance for your reward. Thank him for your reward. He's going to reward those who go after him, who seek him, who are unashamed of him. Thank you, God. Woo! Helmet of salvation. Some of you guys had had a... Tremendous war over your minds. You go like, man, you're like, that's, the devil tries to hit me between the eyes. That's where the battleground is. And Lord, I just break that off in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Woo! We break off any ungodly mindset, any thoughts that are not of you, God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. helmet of salvation help us to know your voice Lord above all the other voices above the noise to hear your voice thank you God thank you Jesus thank you Lord we take up the sword of the spirit 
and we use it. We handle it. We become familiar. We memorize. We saturate our lives with the power of your word. Thank you, Father. And we pray in the spirit. With all kinds of prayers and requests. Covering the saints. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, in the past, I've actually seen this more than a few times where I feel like the Lord releases new, new armor for saints, for believers in different seasons of their life where you've been through one season and that armor was good but it's a little dented and, and tarnished and then, and then the Lord says now there's a new assignment and there's new armor that's forged in the fires of heaven for you. This is not even my, mystical stuff. This is reality. That when we get to heaven we're going to see the, the armor and the weaponry that the saints use. You know when you go to those museums and, like, and you go and you look at all this weaponry of the days the, the warriors of the past well, when we get to heaven, we're going to see the weaponry that the saints used in the battles of earth. Does this make sense? And that you go like, well, that was my sword. <laughs> Look at all those nicks in it, man. Look at that. I, actually, I actually used it. Praise be to God, you know. And uh, so I just believe that some of you are shifting. And, and, um, and Pearl, when I looked at you, I just, I just, this is what triggered this, me saying this right now is, I looked at you and I felt like the Lord said, you are now coming into a whole new season and God has prepared a whole new armor for you, a, a whole new weaponry. And he's, um, he's, he's literally releasing that and, and throughout this fall. He's, uh, he's taking off old things that were good, that got you to where you are, but he's putting on new weaponry, new armor. And, and I just feel like there's, there's a standard you're going to bear. You're going to be a standard bearer. I see along with... The armor of God, I saw this, this standard, this flag, the, the banner of the Lord that you're going to hold high. And I just feel like, um, yeah, there's something that you've been created for and the devil tried to snuff you out, tried to take you out. I feel like the battle for the mind was a big part of it. It was all happening here. And so we just bless your mind, the mind of Christ, the peace of God. And, uh, and Lord, I thank you that you're preparing her now, Lord, to be that which she always dreamed to be as a little girl. Lord, I just, just bringing back the dreams of God that were planted in you when you were just a child. And, and, and Lord, we just thank you, Lord. It's that, and it's, but it's so much more. You're going to enter into things that you've never even dared to ask or haven't, haven't ever imagined. And God's bringing you to that place as you're faithful to walk with the Lord, to pray in the Spirit, to stay in the Spirit, and to walk with the full armor that you can't be taken under, you can't be taken out. Because God's got you. And I feel like there's a community also of shield bearers that are so important that you're never walking alone. Never again. Like the Lord said, you're going to have <clears throat> brothers and sisters and friends and fathers and mothers that you're, you're, yeah, I think you actually sent us a little video. And you said, hey, hey, my eternal family. And I've never heard anyone say my eternal family. Like, but we need to start thinking like that, guys. When, when you said that, I thought, that is so true. Like, who is your eternal family? And we need to know that as we walk through this temporary realm so we have a succession that makes sense when we go right into, into, the, into eternity. It's like, oh, there's my family that was there with me and helped me through the seasons of life. So we bless you. I'm just going to put my hand on your head for a moment. 
Lord, we bless Pearl for such a time. There's a reordering. There's a restoring, redeeming of time. Even the years that the devil tried to devour. I, feel, I just see the Lord saying, cough it up. <laughs> he cannot take anything from you. Everything will be added. Everything will be restored. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's thank the Lord. All right. So I think we're going to shift gears to a time of communion. We're going to seal it with just a time of communion. We try to do that every first Sunday of the month. So here we are. And I just feel like this is so appropriate because God just wants to seal all the blessings Every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, he wants to seal it into your life. And it's not just salvation. We praise him for this great salvation, but it's blessing after blessing. And it's also the ability to advance in a dark world, the ability to be a light that outshines the darkness of our times. Even the greatest darkness will not bow to you in the light that is emitted from your life. It'll, it'll be expelled, be pushed back. I, b- I believe like the Lord said, he wants you to begin to think as your life as epic, an epic, renowned story, legendary. He wants you to think uh, of your life and your times as absolutely legendary in the earth. And as a man thinks, so he will be. If you think of just existing, I got to get through the month and pay, pay rent and da-da-da and Netflix out, then you, that's, that's all it will be. But the Lord said, if you begin to dig deep into the eternal realm and the power of his word, and you begin to see yourself as he sees you, as more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, then you will be so. Then you will be so. You'll find yourself on the most heroic path. Woo! With courageous faith and heroic obedience all the days of your life. In Jesus' name, amen.